Well, if you're like me, you're probably thinking, the IRS doesn't know enough about me yet. I'm Scott Ott with Bill Whittle and Stephen Green. This episode of Right Angle brought to you by the members at BillWhittle.com. And gentlemen, the commissioner of the IRS, one Charles Reddig, uh, has a suggestion that's developed into a policy proposal and recommendation that uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is trying to convince the House Ways and Means Committee to squeeze into President Biden's $3.5 trillion spending plan. And that is that the banks, your bank, would have to report every year to the IRS on any customer account that had either more than $600 in it or had transacted at least $600 in business during the course of that year. The idea, Yellen says, is to catch tax cheats. And uh, one of the ways you pay for a $3.5 trillion uh, spending bill is to try to find money that you're supposed to be receiving that hasn't been received yet. Uh, Stephen Green, there's already $80 billion in this spending proposal to, to add thousands of staffers to the IRS that will allegedly pay off in $700 billion of increased revenue. But of course, and it's not really new money. It's money that has been withheld by you, the American public. Uh, Steve, do you think that it's not not enough that we add thousands of staffers to the IRS? Do you think it's right that we should give them a, a peekaboo rights to your bank account? Oh, screw these guys. I'm so fed up. Just completely fed up. Joe Biden, presidentish Joe Biden claims that his $3.5 trillion spending plan, which is actually a five or more trillion dollar spending plan, as we discussed last week, won't cost anything because it's paid for by closing loopholes on millionaires and billionaires and large corporations, which is not going to happen. If you think Nancy Pelosi is going to close the very loopholes that she has used to help get herself so very, very rich while serving in Congress, no, that's not going to happen. Same story with Chuck Schumer. Same story with Bernie Sanders. They're all in on the game. Now, most of these so-called loopholes are just to encourage good behavior, the things that Congress wants you to do that they think will make you a better person or a better saver or a better parent or any of those things. Okay, fine. I understand. I don't agree with it. But by closing these loopholes, uh, you're not going to raise this revenue because they're not going to do it. It's our rich Congress people and uh, the rich people with their wealthy accountants who determine what these big loopholes are. And they love them. They thrive on them. They're not getting closed. Um, and corporations, as I've said many, many times before, don't pay taxes. Corporations collect taxes. Not one dime of corporate tax was ever paid that wasn't first collected from you, the consumer, or you, the guy who didn't get the raise, or you, the investor who didn't get the return on his investment. So let's clear that out of the way. The other part is, for all of this talk about going after these big tax cheats in corporate America, scary sounding stuff. Who are they going after? They're going after the uh, stay-at-home mom with an Etsy where she's making a little money on the side and maybe not reporting it to the IRS because it's not very much money. That is the person who's going to get cracked down on. Make no mistake about it. They're going after you. 
Bill Whittle, uh, there's always been kind of an argument about this. Um, you know, it's kind of like the idea with uh, with traffic cams on uh, traffic signals where uh, if the police officer doesn't actually have to be there, but the state can just take a picture of you running the red light and then automatically send you the bill and that you have to, uh, you know, respond with uh, a check or credit card to, to pay that thing. Uh, it kind of upends the whole idea of crime and punishment. <laughs> Uh, in a sense, because it used to be there was sort of a uh, sort of let me call it a catch me if you can ethic. In other words, the, ethic. the government yeah. had to catch you doing something wrong in order for them to prosecute you. And now we're basically saying, let's assume that everybody's doing something wrong and let's sweep up all this data. And I guess the the one of the questions that occurs to me, Bill, is how, let's just say you thought it was a good idea for the IRS to be able to catch ch tax cheats this way. How secure do you think your banking data will be in the hands of the federal government? What could possibly go wrong? Uh, the um, My first response to this is, okay, well, if I have to buy something expensive, like, I don't know, say I wanted to buy a $20,000 car, I will be paying the car dealer in uh, installments of $599, and I make as many of those transfers as I absolutely need to. This is the first thing that needs to be said about this kind of law. These idiots think they're smarter than we are, but they're not. This is exactly the story of the bullet button and everything else that they try to do when they try to ban something or rule something or, or prohibition. Great example, right? No more alcohol because alcohol leads to domestic violence. Okay, that's the law, and here's how the people are going to circumvent it. So just, just start there. I realized that the argument that I was about to make is that these people think that this is their money uh, and not our money. And then I realized that's actually just a lower level iteration of the real problem. And the real problem is they think that we work for them instead of uh, them working for us, which is how this whole adventure began was the idea that they worked for us. They had to pay the same laws that we do. They had to spend money responsibly, whatever the minimum taxes available were to do the minimum number of things that are outlined in the constitution we agreed to pay. We expect that that work would be done frugally, efficiently. We would expect that it would be accounted for in the way we would account for our own finances. All of the things that we base this social construct on have been absolutely abdicated by one party, not this party, not when I say one party, I don't mean political party. I mean, I have a contract with the government and the government has broken all of those contractual obligations and I have broken any of them. And, and so the war against the American people on the part of the government continues and they will continue to do these kind of things. And we will, con we will continue to find ourselves in a situation where more and more every day, our attitude is what do we have to do to either evade or defeat this government of ours that is making our lives miserable. And this is not what America is predicated on. And, and you can feel it, can't you guys? You can both feel it. You can both feel that sense of like all of it. We're going to tell you what's going to get injected into your arms. We're going to tell your children what they're going to learn. We're going to track your bank accounts. We're going to track you on the streets. We're going to do facial recognition. We're going to do social shaming. We're going to tr track every mouse click you ever. We're going to do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. And it's not just in America. 
This is another example of this worldwide coup on the part of the elitists and the tech people and the financiers and all the rest, all the big tech elitists, all the big government elitists, all the big money elitists are now at war with the people and they think they're going to win. And I think they're going to be in for a rude surprise. But as I've said before, it'll get worse before it gets better. You know, a few years ago, there was a, a great hullabaloo in the news about the idea of the federal government listening into private telephone communications or scanning private emails. And the uh, the sales pitch at that time was that we are doing this in order to catch terrorists and people who are not doing anything illegal don't have anything to worry about. And in fact, we heard some people standing up in public saying, well, I don't care if the government listens in on my phone calls. I'm pretty boring and it's they're not going to find anything exciting about me. And then a couple of years later, they're now saying, well, we want your bank to the, you know, the trusted banker on the corner that you go to and you cash your check with and you save a little bit and then you write checks out of that account uh, to pay your bills. That banker is going to be required to report to the federal government via the IRS, the taxing authority of the federal government, to uh, to let the government know every bit of that money that comes and goes, just in case there was a portion thereof that escaped their long fingers of taxation. I imagine getting a letter in the mail that will say, uh, Dear Mr. Ott, we don't mean to trouble you here, but uh, we just noticed that there was a $1,000 deposit that was made on July 13th of last year, and it doesn't have any uh, clear provenance. Uh, we're not sure where it came from or where it went after that. Would you mind explaining to us? Uh, what happened with that. Um, you know, I, I have a word uh, for Commissioner uh, Charles Reddig and for uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, and the word is no. The word is no. This is not something that we're going to do. And even if you manage to get the House Ways and Means Committee to include this in this massive omnibus bill, and even if somehow this manages to work its way past the Republicans in the Senate and get signed into law, the word is still no. Because what you're signing at that point, Mr. President, will be the institutional banking elimination law of 2021. Bingo. Bingo. Because people, even good people, decent people, people who work hard for their money and don't do anything wrong and aren't trying to hide anything from anybody, are not going to want the federal government tracking every dollar they spend. Not only are we not uh, confident that the federal government can retain that data without it being leaked and sold on the dark web, but we're not confident that that will be used only for legally mandated processes. And so the word is no. How hard will this be? Not hard at all. What's the interest rate right now on your checking or savings account at your local financial institution? My guess would be less than 1%. And in any case, it's a trifling amount. Would it be a great difficulty for me to say, no, I'm not going to use a bank anymore to conduct my transactions? It would be inconvenient at first. But you know what? It was inconvenient at first to stop using checks and to pay everything online. It was kind of a hassle to set that all up and get it all configured and change my habits. But I did it. And I'll do this too. And so you're just kidding yourselves if you think that somehow you're going to rake in tax cheats by making banks report on account deposits above $600. See, tax cheats, the real ones, the ones that are getting away with major crimes, you think that they're transferring their money around in a way that their bank is going to be able to report to you? I don't think so. So just... 
Put on your little thinking caps, uh, dear Mr. Commissioner and Treasury Secretary and Mr. President. And I want you, I'm not even asking you to think outside of your normal experience. I want you to think like a good politician and think, would they catch me if I were doing something wrong? No. For Bill Whittle and Stephen Green, I'm Scott Ott. Thanks for watching Right Angle.